show what soul skating's all about. So what I was gonna say real quick was like, um, I haven't really been going anywhere, but like getting groceries and shit. But like when you go to Dunkin' or you know, you could just like order on the app and then you can drive through or whatever. Yeah. So we were doing that, and I was like, hey, like, why don't we pick up like some beers or something since we're gonna make something. And I always wear a mask in the places, but the liquor store by my house, like, nobody's been wearing masks. And now they have to, so the guy's, like, yelling at them when they come in the door. It's so tight. It's so crazy that, like, it was not required till now. It's fucking almost August. <laughs> my mom made a good point. She said that they should have just required them in March. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like she's for them because she's a nurse. But, like, she was just like, they should have did that earlier so then people wouldn't have had to be irresponsible they wouldn't have been able to be irresponsible and it's crazy to me i'm not gonna spend a lot of time talking about this but i just wanted to say it's crazy how people are so like against it i I go on facebook and people are bitching about it left and right and i'm just like dude like we're our country should be ahead of everybody not behind yeah and we are like the most behind on fucking earth (laughs) and like (laughs) Literally, how hard is it to, number one, to put a fucking mask on, but number two, to just, like, not go anywhere? Right. Like, I mean, not doing shit is, you don't even have to, like, try. You just kick it. And I get, like, yeah, it's boring, but, like, being home is, you can do tight shit. It's 2020. There's a lot of tight shit to do at home. So, that's my fucking two cents for the day. Maybe, maybe they just really like future. What? Maybe. Mask off. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) um... So, fucking shout out episode two. Shout out episode two. This is cool. Our first episode went up. I don't like, I want to say yesterday or technically today because that's when it went up, but no one's going to hear this till a week from now. So a week ago, our first episode was up and we're recording the second episode right now. So to segue into our, our episode today, I just want to say, you know how like the first episode of the pilot Oh, yeah, always. You know how, like, on sitcoms, they would have a pilot, and then they would shoot the second episode, like, six months later, so they'd change some of the actors? Yeah. That's kind of like this, because we have Steve now. Yeah, Steve. Steve is, like, is here, so like, because, like, me and Mill are idiots, like, the biggest idiots probably in America. We're like and Corey and Sean and Steve Stepanga. Does that mean, no, that means, like, I eventually get married to Steve. <laughs> I mean, I, I look more I like mean, Minkus than anything. I just mean, like, the fucking <laughs> how they just added him, like, added her later, and then she became a main character. Like the- I, got ret- I got retconned into the podcast. Well, Steve's just here, so me and Mel don't derail as far as we would without a reasonable person around. It's kind of <laughs> like a, a supervisor or like a, a chaperone. Uh, or an adult, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a babysitter. I am none of those things, but I'm going to try my He's best. way younger than both of us. <laughs> so, yeah, which is funny. Um, something, so today we're going to talk about uh, Disney Channel original movies from the late 90s and early 2000s, so like their initial run of our era. Because we all fucking seen them, and everyone still likes them, because those shits hold the fuck up. Well, and if you don't know us personally, or even if you do, you might not know this much. Like, so Steve and I play in a band together, and Larry plays in a band, and we started playing shows together. That's how we became friends. Yep. And we're fans of each other's bands, so then we've like kind of like linked up. Like, oh, we should be homies because we like the same styles of music. And then it turned into like, oh, we like everything the same, and that's why we have this podcast, basically. Yeah, like um, but I, I started like. Like, we played shows together and shit, and, like, we're like, oh, another guy in a band. But we're like, oh, fuck, yeah. 
these dudes are cool. And then we started like chilling and talking. I'm like, oh, you're a big idiot and you're super into dumb 90s culture that doesn't add up or make any sense. And you get all these dumbass references I always make. This is perfect. Yeah. And uh, we basically discovered because we worked together for a little bit that we both are obsessed with Brink, which is insane. Because we not like, oh, yeah, dude, that movie. Because like everyone's like, like, oh, my God, I love Brink. But it's like, no, you fucking don't love Brink. Like we love Brink. Like, we were dead-ass quoting it, you know, nonstop. And and it's like not like the big quotes. Like, everyone can be like, oh, skate better. But it's like, oh, no, we can do, like, the weird ones. Like, if we, I could walk up to someone and be like, hey, aren't you beach? And they'll be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, or just like, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I'll look into it. <laughs> so Dumb. Yeah, because why can't we be Mormon like the Wyatts? I feel you. <laughs> um, They're homeschooled, b- you know. Before we go, like, off the fucking deep end on Brink, because that is uh, – uh, crazy inevitable it's going to happen within the next little bit let's hey, you not can dedicate a whole hour to it we can dedicate a whole podcast to brink like two seasons worth well yeah i think we gotta go we gotta go back before they started these a little further back than like brink and like johnny tsunami and so, smart house and shit we gotta go I wanna, a little before that i want to give a quick shout so like disney has all these like official titles but like nobody really besides disney channel original movie because of the jingles and stuff nobody really knows like which is which movie series or whatever but i guess it was like disney channel premiere films or whatever the fuck and that was like went through the mid 90s late 90s and then 97 is when they had like the first you know decom but shout out decom it sounds like a convention yeah it's sick right (laughs) um where you go meet eric von dutton but uh <laughs> don't fucking play because I want to go to that so bad. So Every, everybody's cosplayed in like exploits gear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dressing full on like Calabar from Halloween Town. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking go as uh uh like the smart house lady, like when she turns into the lady and she starts yelling at everybody. No, let's at- we- let's wheel around like a, a flat screen TV and play that five video and be the kids dancing to the five video. <laughs> yeah, we're the three the three dudes before the chicks show up to the party. Okay, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. So I just want to say the when I was a kid, the one of these like Disney premiere films that I really loved was the one called Airborne. Which is kind of like a precursor to Brink. Was that a Disney movie, like the Rollerblade yeah. movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I remember Disney. seeing like the VHS box at the video store, but never getting it. But I'm like, oh, Rollerblade movie, cool. But I had no idea that that was a decom. Um, and it's so funny because they used to play that on TV, and that has like Jack Black and uh, Seth Green before they were like famous. Sure. This movie's from '93, and then they had um, I forget the the I forget the lead actor's name, but he plays a character called Mitchell Guzan. He's I have a, the, the database pulled up now. This is why he's here. Oh, fucking fat-ass Steve. Can, like, I want to introduce Steve Shane, as fat-ass Steve all the time. Yeah, Shane McDermott. He's got, like, the sickest butt cut ever. Ah, uh, that's um, debatable. But I wanted to shout that movie because I, like, forgot about it for... Not forgot mm. about it, but, like, I haven't seen it because it's just so random and they don't play it on TV anymore because it's 30 years later. Sure. And I... I found I watched it online and I started quoting it and shout out Joe who's the drummer of another band that I'm in uh, Park in Maine. Joe knew every quote because he knows every movie ever. So I was just like, "Yo, this guy knows Airborne." And I was just like, I said, "Laola es Mia." That's like a quote from the movie. And he's just like, "Yo, Airborne, the Goose, Mitchell Goosen, the Goose." <laughs> so <laughs> I, now I, I sh- really feel like I should see this movie. 
dude, it's. But I feel it's, like it, it's like at this point in time, it will be a nostalgia thing. And if I watch it now, never seeing it, I'm like, oh, this movie's bad. The soundtrack bangs. It's got that dude from Hammond that uh, had like a R and B like record that did really well. Who the fuck are you talking about? Uh I gotta look it up. Steve, can you pull up the soundtrack to Airborne? Fact ass, Steve. This is like having when Joe Rogan like tells some dude like, "Yo, look this up." <laughs> dude, this is Airborne a fucking premium ass thing to have. This is like dope. Out Shout out, my, Steve. No, hard. Th- th- this is we're going into the dark web for this. <laughs> no, it's, I have a playlist on my. Oh, here, hold on. I have a playlist on Spotify. Hold on, I'll pull it up. You have a, Airborne, an Airborne oh, playlist on Spotify? Surprisingly, a Google search. <laughs> All right, what uh? This guy has two. Uh, he has two songs on this. Diesel. No, hold. No, hold on. I'll find it. You guys, but but point being, because I don't want to spend too much time on this movie. It's just one of those things where it's like, that was kind of like the precursor, and I think that's why I like, you know, the '90s nostalgia is mostly there, and the movies are really bad, but you still love the the fucking movies just because of the, how dumb they are and the fashion and the soundtrack. But I wanted to give this guy a a quick shout out because he's from Hammond and he's like a really good singer. I really wonder who you're talking about because like corny 90s R&B like fucking slams and I'm about it all the time. I'll uh, I'll find it, but we should probably move on to 95 and talk about Witch Mountain. Witch Mountain. Do you also, um before Witch Mountain, do you remember the Paper Brigade? Yeah, but that came after. Oh, did it? 97, yeah. Oh, word. Well, which That's, mountain uh, Gunther. Is Gun- yeah, Gunther. Weber, I think, was his last name. Or Reber Gunther. or something like that. And there's uh, the, old, yeah, the crazy well, old guy well, gumps the, dumps all the goose shit on people. Yeah. <laughs> that movie fucking slaps hard. So um, sick. So which mountain has a lot of, I don't know a lot, two at least two that I know of, people from Brink are in which mountain. Yeah, it has... Uh, the guy who plays Xander in Witch Mountain plays Val. Yeah, and, and he's a Von fucking cock ring in both Dude, movies. He he is typecast as a cock like just like a just a total like what's the word like like not a villain but just, just like just like a, a fucking an asshole like an asshole yeah like he's he's the fucking um because he's got that fucking scrunchy ass little face. But in Little Giants, he's like the shitty like the guy who plays for the Cowboys. Oh my yeah, he's that um Spike, Spike yeah Spike. He's like, Shout he's out just like, Spike. But he's, he's, but like, really, the bad guy is like, is Rick Moranis' brother, who's the other coach. So he's not like the bad guy. He's just Ed a O'Neill? dick. Yeah. No, Spike is absolutely the fucking bad guy in that movie. Spike is a motherfucker. Yeah, but he's not taking down Icebox. True, but she had to hide her cherry tootsie or her lipstick and say it was a cherry tootsie pop. That's true. Shout out Icebox and shout out Rick Moranis. I really need to do my homework before this episode. Boys. Dude, that movie is older than you. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, is Steve. I think it's a year. By ten months. No, I'm talking about Little Giants. Little Giants. This for real is one of the best 18th streets I've ever had. I have a I have a Lagunitas because I felt like having a beer that would cost too much at a concert that wasn't worth it because it's July. Word. So I felt like I should be at Northerly Island. It's raining outside. It's usually what happens when I go to shows there. Northerly Island. If you're at Northerly Island, you're either seeing Taking Back Sunday or 311. I see Third Eye Blind there. There's a three in that still. It counts. Fair enough. Sorry, Steve. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, well, we turned that into uh, what we're drinking. And uh, I'm drinking a Rev Brewing Hazy India Pale Ale. The Hazy Hero. Yo, that shit's good. It's very good. Um, 
and then we might as well take this. Uh, this is from the old, uh, the old Buttcast days. What are we listening to? Oh, uh, what are we listening to right now? Well, I'm trying to find the name of the guy because he's in Airborne. Oh, Currently, right. I'm listening to the new Strike Anywhere, like a lot. Um, I tried to listen to the new Lawrence Arms, and I do not fuck with it because it's boring, and I actually really don't give a shit about the Lawrence Arms. Fair. And uh, ru- uh, rumor. Like I'm constantly listening to rumor. Uh, in a few days, tragedy will find us. Will be five years old, so I've been slapping that nonstop. Uh, oh, new Phoebe Bridgers as well, and um, that's pretty much it. But uh, we usually do that either at the beginning or the end. But I shoehorned it here to segue. I listened to Sticks and Show Stones now. like fi- like fifteen times yesterday and today. So business as usual. We're talking well, about I, I've and been, listening to Sticks and Stones. <laughs> I've been tone matching on Helix. Oh word! And I made like the. Well, this is a different podcast, but I made like some really great tones for like NFG because it's just like dialing in a Mesa to not sound bad. Word. But like it sounds um, good with like a good IR. Not on on the topic of this episode, but still in the vein of what you're saying. I'll say it quick, and then we'll not talk about gear because that's yeah. gonna fucking we'll go be back a to which which um, one. Um, Mark Five over Rectifier all day. I mean, yeah, but with any Mesa, it just depends on who's dialing it in. Me. Okay, then that's fair. But I'm just saying, like, in general. <laughs> like, I've heard people make them both sound good and both sound bad, you know? Fair. So, yeah, um, Witch Mountain. What, also, something I want to say. Go ahead. Go, yo, you go, you go. Something I want to say about Witch Mountain. It's part of, like, a four-movie series where Disney made remakes from the 70s. And yeah, shit, like Parent Trap and shit. Parent Trap. No, uh, no, Parent Trap was, like, not, not part of that Set, not Parent though. Trap. Um, well, they it did, wasn't uh, part of the set, but Freaky, it was... Freaky Friday is a part of it. Word. Because you remember the 90s Freaky Friday where it's like the grunge girl and the mom on the rollerblades? Was it... um? What the fuck is her name? The mom is also the mom in Suzy Q. Where the dead girl like is haunting the house. Word, I remember this. And then um, that's like another one of these movies. There, there's wh- so many... Wasn't there a movies. movie like that with Jamie Lee Curtis in it? Yeah, see, that's the theatrical one with Lindsay Lohan in, like, 03 or 04 or something. Okay, before but it's still, it's still Freaky Friday. Yeah, see, that was, like, another remake before she did Mean Girls. It was, like, right before so before she got, like, super Didn't famous. Didn't they do one of those with dudes and it had Chandler from Friends in it? Yeah, and I saw it because uh, Blink-182's What's My Age Again was in the... Uh, uh, trailer? The, like, the trailer, and I like Friends, and I like Matthew Perry, so, you know, shit on Wasn't it Zac Efron? Yeah, it was a terrible movie. Um, for what it's worth, Matthew Perry's a good TV actor, but like, I don't think any of his movies are good. How many movies is he in? He's, he's in, in a, a movie. Of he's in a movie with Chris Farley that sucks. Anyway, Witch Mountain is dope. Let's do that. <laughs> um, yeah. So Witch Mountain and then Paper Brigade, and so Paper Brigade's towards the end, and this is just kind of my point. Is these are all movies that they would still play. Sure. And I think these are the movies that made the success of like the Disney TV movie. Oh yeah, because then it because so, then it turned into like the num the first one they ever did was uh, under wraps or under wrapped like the mummy one. The, I re- yeah, oh yeah, under- that was before all that. That was the first Disney Channel original movie. So I have like a written list of a bunch of decoms, but I probably should have put years in them so I could like vibe with this timeline. Yeah, I just found the list in chronological order by year. Word. It's in the uh, the hidden. Gems of the internet, you know, Wikipedia. Um, but Hidden yes. as fuck, exclusive ass Wikipedia. <laughs> the uh, so like the uh, 
the thing is though, when you get to ninety eight, like that's like when it really took off for me, I think. And Brink is probably the main piece that Brink we Brink is talk about. the decom goat a hundred percent. And like I feel like that's where everyone stands. Well, it's like that movie is so perfect for its time because that's right before so ninety eight is right before Tony Hawk the ninety nine Tony Hawk landed the nine hundred at the X Games. Yes. Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out that ninety nine. Yes. And Enema of the State oh, comes shit. out. Wow, so, what a fucking year. I was right. wearing Jinkos that year. So so you gotta think like the whole like there's kind of this dichotomy of like grunge dies off and it's like new metal and pop punk. And Warp Tour was taking off like crazy. Yeah, oh and, yeah. Like skate culture and X Games. And to me, like, you gotta think right before Brink, like maybe a year or two before Brink, I got my first pair of rollerblades. Absolutely. I, ro- I started rollerblading as like a really young kid and playing street hockey and stuff. And then um the year after when I uh ninety nine I got my first skateboard. Sure. So like to me, I'm like, this is what like th- it was like this is what I want my real life to be. Oh, by the way, the guy's name from Hammond is Jeremy Jordan. That's a stage name. Oh, well, and if I you don't heard know the who songs, that is. If you heard the songs, dude, you'll I'll send them to you later. But he's from Hammond. Shut up. Sick. I'm fucking psyched. Our recommended listening for the episode is uh, Jeremy Jordan. My Love is Good Enough by Jeremy Jordan. Show enough. But yeah, so like that was such a huge year and time period in general. And I think looking back to it, the nostalgia there is is like Brink isn't a bad, like objectively like a bad Disney like kids movie. Fuck no. But like there's good morals in it and the story's cool, but like and the action's really good. But like I think the nostalgia level there is through the roof. That holds a nostalgia level on par with Enema. Like, I still wear t shirts like that, and if they made huge pants like that, I wouldn't put my put it past myself to still wear them. Jinko's trying to come back and like they have a web store and you can buy them. <laughs> They're also uh, like mad expensive, <laughs> so that, don't that, do it. That ass though, like aside from the like how big the pants were, hairstyle, t-shirts, shoes, like that's pretty much how I dress, except for like they're high school kids and I'm like pushing thirty. No, but we act like high school kids and we dress like high school kids. And as far as what high school kids listen to and do, um, we never stopped being into the things we were into in high school. I just want to say real quick to my neighbor. My neighbor uh, graduated high school this year. I don't really know them that well, but they had like a grad, like a small grad party, which sure. I don't really suggest right now. But okay, whatever. But the kid is must be super rad because most kids don't dress like this guy. But he's always outside. He's got a rail in his yard, and he's always outside doing kick flips and like three sixty flips and gr- and like different grinds on this rail. Dope. So I'm just kind of like, oh, kids do skateboard still, and I'm not talking about like longboarding and shit. Like this kid was actually like skateboarding. That's awesome. Like, like street skating. And I was like, oh, that's cool because that's what everybody used to do when I was growing up. And I think that's part of the nostalgia for these movies is like even though you and I, we just talked about how we still exist in that world. A yeah. lot of people look back at these movies who don't listen to punk rock or skate or whatever, but they're like, oh, I remember that time of my life and I was into that stuff. And sure, I get that like punk rock can be a, like a period-based kind of thing for people where it's something they do when they're a kid and they're like, okay, I have kids now. I guess I'm going to buy a truck and listen to Dirk Bentley and be really into my wife. <laughs> I didn't do that, so I just continued to listen to punk rock, and uh, here I am. <laughs> yeah, but 
we can't we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about how great Brink's soundtrack is. Best than Jake, front to back. Brink Which um J- I'm pretty sure the intro to this episode is gonna be Look Before You Leap. Hell yeah. <laughs> um because they have like, yeah, suicidal tendencies is on there. And then um Fastball. Is Fastball on there? I know Fastball's in Johnny Tsunami. Fastball has um the song where it's like uh at the very beginning or not the very beginning. Yeah, the very beginning of the movie where it's like got a million things going around in my head. Uh, no, it's less than Jake. No, it's like before you leap. That's, a, you're, that's thinking su- you're thinking sooner or later. Sooner or later is fastball. That's what yeah. I meant. I made I made a playlist for someone who asked me to put ska on it, and I immediately I knew I know just this thing, and it was that. No, but it's suicidal tendencies. It's not like suicide machines. It's suicide machines. Sorry, because suicide suicidal tendencies might not be in break. That's fucking a break. No, I, I meant to say suicide machines, but like my brain is fixated on like anyways. Um, but Johnny Tsunami has like that whole ass fastball CD on it. It really does. It's got like a bunch of them and it's got a bunch of other like obscure like pop punk and stuff. that's really cool. Um, Before we get completely away from the early ones like Witch Mountain and shit, there's a. Uh, I guess the witch, I don't know what to call him, but at the end when he's like telling them like, hey, the come with me. The purple guy or whatever. The purple guy. He's in Batman Returns as one of the like the Penguin's <laughs> entourage. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sick. That's I so watched tight. Batman Returns like not long ago because I had like a free trial to the DC streaming service. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. yo, all the Batman movies are going to be on here, which isn't true. It's only a couple, but it was all the tight ones. The, the, so I, was, I just want to go on record saying my favorite because I'm not a huge movie guy. I love shitty 90s movies that are actually bad, like objectively bad. And I love Batman. Uh, is it Batman and Robin that has Mr. Freeze on it? With Arnold yeah, with the, the George Clooney Batman. And, and, yeah, and Alicia It's not only the worst Batman movie, but it's also like just the worst, the worst fucking movie. movie, period, ever like, made. Like Alicia Silverstone's in like, it. I'm a giant, huge Batman nerd. Like, I'm so into Batman. And that movie is so fucking bad. Like, Bane well, was like made out of like... Like squishy ass foam and shit, and was like covered in tubes. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. No, I love bad movies. Like, um, the speaking of Eric Von Detten, he plays Wally in the '97 Leave It to Beaver movie. He was also honest. Yeah, he absolutely fucking and, did. And that movie is not funny, and it's bad. And I own it on DVD. He was also on a soap opera for like years i forget which one one of the big ones he was on so weird was it was he the he kid was, from so weird he was clue is that the, like the main kid from so weird he was like the guy it wasn't the, the main girl but he was like the guy that was like hanging that out show was stuff. dope um, also i'm absolutely thinking of erie indiana oh yeah see but see, is, like, isn't that um it's the same shit though it's kind of no but that's max dennison right could be i'm not sure it's Omri some Katz. butt cut shit from the 90s, and I'm really hoping it's... Fuck it, I'm going to go on record saying it's Max Dennison, and if I'm wrong, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, Eric Von Detten uh, had a huge like late 90s run. He absolutely did. He's, he's very much a zeitgeist to that time. Because then he just, like, disappeared. No, I'm looking at his uh, filmography. He did a lot of voice acting. Good for him. And random, like, one-offs and stuff like Malcolm. He did a, re- a really big voice for something, I know, but I can't remember what it was. I read it last night. Because I'm constantly on Eric Von Detten's Google, or, uh, Wikipedia page. I actually am. That's not sarcasm. <laughs> uh, he was in Tarzan, Recess, School's Out. Oh, Recess. Was he, the, was he the main kid in Recess? 
Captain Brad. It says. No. <laughs> Shout out Captain Brad though. Captain Brad, he was the 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 sixth grader with the the jersey and shit, wasn't this he? Irwin no, that Lawson was King somebody. Captain Brad. So he was in a lot of recess stuff. I think King I Bob gonna, maybe. I was gonna say like with Brink, um, just while we're on like talking about the actual movie, I think it's kind of interesting how that was probably just made as a product of its time. Oh yeah. But, like, it, it has some of the strongest standing power out of any of these movies. And, like, I actually remember maybe, like, 2000 or 2001, like, a few years after it. Because I, I taped it on TV. Like, I had a – remember when you had VCRs and you'd tape shit on a VHS tape? Oh, yeah. I had, a, like, a shitty VHS tape I taped of it when it aired either – not maybe not the first time, but, like, when they started announcing, oh, we're going to play Brink again. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm going to tape it. But around like 2000 or 2001, they put out a VHS and I bought it. Fucking or my, sick. Or, no, sorry, my mom bought it for me because I was like nine or eight. So I was young. That's so tight. It did, it did get the odd uh, re-air on Disney Channel and they would advertise it when they were. Like I, I remember watching it. You know, I remember I, I had a sleepover with one of my friends and I brought and Brink. Break. And, and we were up really, really late, late and he like, fell asleep, and I was like, fuck it, and I just put it on and watched it by myself. myself. And like, like then when it was done, I was like, alright, I'll go to sleep now. That's some shit I would still do. Because, because like, like, I was like, I came here to watch Brink, I'm not gonna fucking back out. Fuck that, Brink is for life. But, I think, uh, I think that movie's just kind of one of those weird, like, again, it's a podcast of time that stood the test of time to connect with so many people back then, and like, uh. A, like no, not like a deeper, deeper level, level but like, like everyone everyone's into, into it. it. And, and also, the girl, the girl that's, that's his sister, sister I think Katie, is Katie. Katie. She's, she's the sister, sister in Smart House. House. She is. So real quick, uh, I'm gonna push pause because my diabetes is kicking in and I gotta pee really bad. We're gonna have a big party at our house this afternoon, and everyone's invited. <laughs> okay, sorry, I had to pee because uh, my body is falling apart, and I've been sitting at home drinking. So yeah, yeah, anyway, basically like with, with Brink, I just think that, you know, this isn't like a plot analysis type podcast where we're breaking down some groundbreaking movie. I think it's just more like talking about nostalgia and how it's, it's stayed with us. And it's funny because like, like I said, Larry and I worked together for a little while and like for eight to 10 hours a day, we would just shout out quotes of different stuff. And Brink was one of the bigger, like Brink was quotes. probably the number two one. The first one was probably Hocus not Pocus. really quotes. Oh, I for also forgot about Hocus Pocus, but it wasn't really quotes. It was just us putting Dr. Lipshit's name into everything. Yeah. But that's just funny. Cause when you're an adult and you say Dr. Lipshit's, it's like way funny. I didn't get a chance to screen cap it for you guys, but, uh, I was playing Warzone and got killed by someone whose screen name on there was Dr. Lipschitz. Are you fucking That's kidding so me? And you you didn't screenshot that? Dude, fuck you. <laughs> um, you guys know like uh uh Universal Studios, they have like a Dr. Doom ride. They should have like a, a Dr. Lipschitz ride, ride where it's just ride. like uh they, you can put your kids on it alone. Nickelodeon Studios used to be there. You can put your kids on the Dr. Lipschitz ride and then the ride will take care of your kids while you go out and have fun. No, the ride will go take a bath and like and eat, eat, eat all your cheese <laughs> and neglect your kids. But yeah, um, so I think like the late the the other thing too is like the late '90s, like the original like DComs, they kind of are interesting because I don't feel like they 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 fall more into the category of those early and mid '90s Disney movies where they don't feel like so like the same actors and the same plots and like. 
they don't have that kind of feel. They feel more original. Like they don't feel like when you're watching Brink, you don't feel like you're watching Smart House or whatever. Right. Well, that's because Brink is better than all of them. Well, that's fair, but I just mean even with some of the other ones, like, um, you know, 98 had another, what was the other really big one in 98 that I wanted to talk about? Johnny Tsunami. Was it Johnny Tsunami 98? I, I don't know what year Johnny Tsunami came out, but as far as... Tsunami is 99. When I'm talking about, like, the GOAT decoms, I'm going to go, like, Johnny Tsunami, first Halloween Town. Halloween Town, that's break. the other big one. In- I, could okay. talk, I could talk Halloween Town for an hour. Halloween Town is another one. I actually, I actually have that on DVD. They sold the first two together. Halloween Town became one of those classic like Halloween movies. Absolutely, because it's but fucking it's, sick. And then they made like a bunch of sequels and shit. But what's crazy is if you go on um, Wikipedia, which is not always the best source, but for every Disney Channel original movie from '97 through 2000, which is quite a few movies. Only two of them have Nielsen ratings, and Halloween Towns has 3.4 million was their rating, like, when it debuted. That's not fucking bad at like, all. October 17th, 1998. So, you, it was a month after your birthday. Exactly. I wonder what Marnie does now. Mm. Fact ass Steve He's could funny. probably find out. Uh, I think, like... <laughs> Um, Where is Marnie from Halloween Town now? Can we just appreciate the fact that Brink and Halloween Town came out less than two months apart? Yeah, because that was the like the most culturally significant era ever. That might be a really bold statement. I just really fuck with those movies. You're talking about Marnie, Marnie, yeah, yeah, Marnie Cromwell, like the like the boss ass witch of. Actually, she wasn't the boss ass witch because like, her mom really didn't want her to do this. And like, also, like, not shout out Mom Cromwell for like trying to hide the fact that her daughter's a witch from her. Because like, fuck that. If my daughter was magic, well, like, she's about to know and do some shit for me. Because she's a mudblood. Because her dad's not a witch. Oh, shout out Potter. She graduated from college in in like 2010. Oh, good um, for her. Does she like? Does she? Do anything for work? Is that like? She, says she later tweeted that she had a received a bachelor of science. Dude, she like runs Halloween Town. Do you think she got married to Calabar and Calabar became like a solid dude? And then yeah, that's Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Be- <laughs> See, they're all the same movie, really. All the Disney movies. <laughs> Brink, when Brink died, he became the, the taxi driver with the skeleton. Eric Von Denton is the taxi driver. He's like, fillet a fish and throws the fish bones <laughs> in the back. <laughs> Fucking sick. Fucking. Um, you remember the dude that sold the brooms? Yeah. And he's like, that Luke dude, he turned into such a wiener. And I remember thinking that it was a big deal that they could say wiener on a decom. I still I think mean, that's kind of weird. It is kind of weird, but like I think because of the context. But Steve, or not Steve, what was his name? Luke? Luke was a motherfucking wiener. Yeah, dude. He was an uh, L7 weenie. Shout out Sandlot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if you look at the 90, so 99, they did a full year. Not to get away from Halloween Town, but I just want to say, these are killer. It's like the next one they did is Xenon, the first one. I've only seen the first scene on, and I know how in the decom world that it's a big ass deal. Protozoa, absolutely. So when um, 
when Disney Plus came out like last year, end of last year. Yeah. <clears throat> I was like, I'm gonna start watching all this shit, and so yeah. I watched like Brink and uh, a couple other things. But then, because we've had like quarantine and harsh ass winter before that, I watched like most of these movies. Uh, especially through my caffeine withdrawal, I stopped drinking coffee and like couldn't do anything but watch TV. And I watched Xenon and like it takes place like it's supposed to take place in the future, I think. Right. And which is hilarious. That's always funny. I remember she fucked up something because she measured degrees in Fahrenheit instead of Celsius or it might be the other way around. Yeah. So, yeah, because she. Yeah. But it was like a science project and she she was like, they're like down here. We use Fahrenheit. But that movie um is, is interesting because she, you know, they try to make it like futuristic and whatever. And it's definitely not. No, because like funny. there's like that that singer or that boy band or whatever, and it yeah, full Frozoa. on it full on looks like Eiffel sixty five. It's so sick. He has like silver, They're, like, like Billy tw- Corgan, twisted pants ass on. fucking hair, bleached, yeah. And like he looks like a like a member of a futuristic silver chair. Dude, I lo- silver chair is awesome. <laughs> silver chair is awesome. <laughs> I listened to Straight Lines this morning. Oh, can, we, uh, can we appreciate yeah. the Can we appreciate the branding of Xenon uh, the sequel? Is it uh, is it worthy of appreciating or like? Because I would imagine it's probably pretty trash. Oh, oh, Xenon. Uh, in the first one, her best friends played by Raven Simone. Shout out Raven Simone. So there you go. Before that story, so, and then uh, a couple others. Because I don't, I don't care to me- go through all of them. But this year is really loaded. Thirteenth year, solid. Thirteenth year was uh, when he homie started going through puberty and turned into a fish. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> feels puberty feels like that sometimes. I hope to go through it one day. Um, <laughs> I hope you turn into a fish. Johnny Tsunami is like top tier. Like right Johnny Tsunami is the thing we have to bounce. Like we can cover the other ones from this time, but we have to bounce back to Tsunami because it's so fire. We can yeah, we can talk about Johnny Tsunami. I'm just gonna finish up 99 real quick because there's a couple more. Sure. So then there's Genius, which is one of my favorites. I was looking at the list the other day, uh, last night, and I saw that, and I'm like, I've never seen Genius. Genius is the second movie I watched on Disney+. Plus. The first one was Brink. Sure. And then I watched Genius. And then there's Don't Look Under the Bed, which I remember being a huge deal when it came out. Is that That's the guy with the fingers and the... Yeah, it's kind of weird. The stringy hair. I, re- I remember that, though. I remember it being, like, at the time, like, scary as fuck. Yeah. And then the last one is Horse Sense, and that's the one with the... I got, re- I got that written down. Horse Sense the is... Brothers. That's a full-on horse people movie about a bunch of girls named Sarah. And, like, dude, fuck some horse people. I don't give well, a fuck about horse sets. Actually, I'm pretty sure that the main character of that movie was a dude. Still you know, probably named Sarah. You know when you're a kid and you watch stuff and, like, uh, then you see the same actor in something else and it's totally different? You're kind of like, what the fuck is this? Because you're like, like, when you're little. I still do that. I remember when I was growing up. Do you remember the show that the Lawrence brothers had? It was like Brotherly Love. Brotherly Love, absolutely. At least I have a neck. I remember a lot of that show. Okay, so I watched that show a lot when I was growing up because it was always on. And then Horse Sense came out, and I watched it, and I was like, "Was that a Lawrence brother and Horse Sense?" It's both. It's the oldest one and the youngest one. Joey and And Matt was the middle one because he was on Boy Meets World. But yeah, but Matt was in the sequel to that, the Jumping Ship one or whatever. Yo, no idea. 
did so, not know so that. So anyways, so I'm seeing these two Lawrence brothers, and, and they're like cousins or whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? This isn't. They're not. They're mechanics. This is bullshit. He's not a horse guy. I was yeah, like, fuck not that. Mad, but I was, I was like, what the hell? Bogus. So, but I'm, I'm gonna just say something about genius real quick, and then we'll cover Johnny Tsunami. Is that cool? Well, there's a couple other honorable mentions from this time. I don't, actually, I don't oh, know. Right. The t- you know the timeline. Well, I don't the know the timeline. That was the rest of 99. Okay. Well, because I'm talking like, when did like Motocross and Phantom of the Megaplex and shit come out? Uh, Motocross is 2001, and I just watched that recently. I and asked Ashley about that earlier. I'm like, yo, you remember Motocross? And she's like, uh, fucking yeah, that's my shit. Yeah. I love that movie. I want to talk about that, but just real quick with Genius. Genius is like this nerdy kid who lives in Chicago, and he gets a early. He gets to college like way early. Sure. He's smart. Genius, you know. And like the plot and stuff, it's it's like whatever. It's f- it's a fun like Disney movie. It's not super important, but I just like it because there's a lot of hockey in it, and that kind of ties back to that time period. Sure. But what's funny now is, aside from music, hockey kind of runs my life. Word. So it's kind of funny looking back at all these movies from that time period because, like, hockey was like, oh, it's extreme and whatever. Um, but I watched it as an adult, and I was laughing because the, the actors are clearly reading a script, but they're, like, pronouncing NHL players' names wrong. <laughs> and they're not – and they're, like, they're like Hall of Fame guys. Like, if you watch hockey, you know their name. It's like like Mark Messier is, like, he has six Stanley Cuffs. He's one of the most fa- – he has an award named after him, and but it's spelled – M-E-S-S-I-E-R. So he's like, oh, messier. And I'm like, dude, come on. You could have told the kid how to say it. Fuck him. So <laughs> anyways, like shit like that. But I, I really they probably they might have pronounced it wrong for like uh, financial reasons. No, because they mention athletes all the time. Yeah, word. That's true. There's no like they're not going to sue. It's Disney. They fucking Disney sends those teams to Disney World when they win. Because ABC owns Disney and they also own ES or Disney owns ABC and ESPN. You know what we didn't mention when we, when we were talking about like uh, Witch Mountain and Paper Brigade, like the early ones. Uh, we didn't mention Wish Upon a Star. Oh, Catherine Heigl. Shout out Catherine Heigl, like young as fuck. Catherine Heigl. W- Wish Upon a Star is actually on my list too. It's because it's a fucking dank ass movie. That's actually yeah, it's a good movie, but I and I love the '90s nostalgia there too. But what's funny about that movie is like, that's like a pretty classic body switching movie. Yeah, and that's like a thing Disney does constantly. Like, it just set in '96, so you get that kind of. But it's but it's funny because that's a lot raunchier of a movie for Disney. True. Like when she goes to school and she's got like the Halloween costume on, it's like the slutty like leather like bondage shit, and she puts the stereo on. (laughs) She looks like, like a member of Orgy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah or like a fucking like a like a suicide girl or something in the 90s like you that's know, so tight like, and like it, and it's kind of funny because they they dress her up in like all this frumpy like baggy shirts and stuff because like katherine heigl's supposed to be like the hot like prom queen sister and then the younger one's supposed to be like you know kind of like tomboy like 90s shit whatever absolutely and they're just like, well, we're going to have the, they probably were like, we're going to really fuck with people and this scene's going to be nuts. <laughs> or like they, they write, like, I think, I can't remember what they write on the wall in the bathroom, but like, so like she writes that her sister's not a virgin or she's a whore or something. And like, I was like, damn, this is a Disney and, movie. And, and like decom terms, like that's a abrasive. Yeah. Cause in Disney movies, like sex isn't a thing. No, like 
Because you, like, if Disney, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying this right. If Brink wasn't a decom, Brink and Gabby would have been fucking. I mean, like, if Brink wasn't a decom, there'd be all kind of shit going on like besides that just like like with like the you know the type of shit they would be talking to like val would like sell pills well yeah (laughs) well no but like because most of that movie is them dissing each other yeah you got diss you ate beef yeah yeah exactly so you know they'd be calling each other like motherfuckers and oh for fucking sure brink should be a way more profane movie than it is we should overdub all the audio and brink and add a bunch of bad words to it and and every song that will overdub will just be from the blink live album it's gonna all be slipknot to brink's credit though uh val is an absolute bastard in that movie oh yeah i feel like the last like great job of it the last stretch of this episode is gonna be heavy brink stuff well so okay Let's go to Johnny Tsunami for a minute. At, let's go to Johnny Tsunami for like 10, 15 minutes. Cause um, that's a great fucking movie. That's like almost on a Brink level. Not fucking quite because it's not like an Oscar-worthy ass film like Brink is. But it's close. Well, I think they tried to capitalize by doing surfing and snowboarding. Sure. Also, but, Sky Point, Jet Jackson. Yeah. Huge Sky Point to... Um, what was that guy's name? Uh... Uh, we're, we're we're fucking dickbags for not knowing. I know Lee Young or something. Lee Thompson Young. Lee Thompson Young. Okay. Shout out me for knowing, bitch. Okay, so sorry. that that show was badass. Um, it was, and th- that was also a decom, the famous Jay Jackson movie. <laughs> but uh, the skies and the urchins, like having the kind of civil war between the public school and the private school and the two brothers, like it's actually like well written. Absolutely. And uh, Johnny's grandpa is badass. Johnny's grandpa is also Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movies. And he's in an episode of Step by Step. No, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, where Sabrina uses her magic to be a karate, like a, um, like a karate like master. For real? <laughs> yeah, and she like fights and, and like she fights him in like a karate tournament. It's like in the first season, I think. I believe every word of that. I know so much '90s bullshit that I sh- that's like not important. It's kind of embarrassing, but I don't mind. That's why we do this podcast is to unload this dumbass information. It's just like a shinfo like podcast, really. But um, it yeah, absolutely so like, is. But I think I think Johnny Tsunami, like again, it, that's one that sticks with people. It's like the extreme sports thing. Oh. Uh, Kirsten Storm, who's Xenon, is like the blonde chick in that movie. That's like she absolutely is, and she uh, she fell off the cornice. Yeah, and she, which I she, I didn't get the word cornice, and they're like he sees the dude in the jet ski and like, oh, follow me to the cornice, or like, what the fuck is a cornice? Apparently, it's a a break on a mountain peak or some shit yeah, like like a crevice. Um, <laughs> and then she, and then she fucking no, but like. At the end, I just want to say about Kirsten Storm. At the end, she like dances with them to Fastball. <laughs> they play another Fastball. They play song. the way by Fastball at the party at their house. Because at the end, yeah, like that was the hit. Johnny Tsunami's dickbag dad saw him yeah, rip ass on a snowboard. That, that guy was a motherfucker. He's like, oh, like talking his about dad, his dad, like Johnny's grandpa. Johnny's dad's like, oh, my dad fucking is a burnout hippie, fucking surf, blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, your dad's fucking tight, dude. Fuck you. His dad has a fucking, he's famous for, and has the name Johnny Tsunami. Like, give me a fucking break. Dude, Dude, if my name was Johnny Tsunami for being 
like a pro ass surfer and also being Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movie. If you try to shit on me, fuck you. You Wait, ain't tsunami. shit. Everyone f- from now on. No, don't even call me Larry Tsunami. Call me Johnny Tsunami. Or Shang Tsung. Absolutely not. Okay. That's that's fair. Um, <laughs> bro, you got work, bro. Start talking Dude, about and that. all his friends, all butt cuts. Also, what's like kind of weird is like like for lack of like a better like I'm not trying to make Disney racist, but they're like, yo, this is Hawaii, but there's only one Hawaiian family on the island and everybody else is white. And he was Asian. Yeah, I So get he that. wasn't even he, Hawaiian. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. He was like he was like Asian, but like they tried to like, because they made him Johnny Capahala, so like they tried to like. No, no, they tried to do it right, and I, but, uh, <laughs> like Asian, like I get that, like like the it's different, obviously, clearly a lot different than being Hawaiian, but like, it's what I'm saying is like they tried to like make him like somebody who would be considered like oh yeah like that's a believable like kid who grew up in hawaii and is born there and his parents are his his dad's from there and his grandpa his lineage but like all his friends are white you know all of them his mom his mom and like all this shit and it's just funny because then they go to vermont and it's like oh well we're clearly there's we don't need any more like we got our one hawaiian kid we're good oh sure but I, I mean, like, stupid. we grew up in Indiana, and how many like full-blooded Hawaiians did you go to high school with? No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying is that was kind of like the the escape rope there. Oh sure. We're like, we gotta film these couple scenes here, and then we'll we'll get the fuck out of here. But they, it probably was filmed in L.A. Oh, I'm sure. But anyways, um, Johnny Tsunami is on a decom level with Brink. Absolutely. Like, the three DCOM ghosts are going to be Johnny Tsunami, Halloween Town, and Brink. So, after that, you kind of go into the, the 2000s. Sure. And a but lot of those, I, I've i seen maybe once or twice. And that's it. Well, 2000 has some good ones. I like The Other Me. That's another Andy Lawrence. Where he sure. calls himself. Um, and me and Steve watched that. And I was bummed because there's a scene where they play an sync song. And then they took it out on Disney Plus because they didn't have the rights. And they put, like, a generic song. We're now getting into, like, the era of where I remember these airing. So you remember, like, Motocross and The Color of Friendship and Rip Girls and shit. Yeah. The Color of Friendship's heavy. The Color of Friendship is heavy and still holds up and still super relevant. I think that that movie might be, like, one of the not just heaviest, but, like, probably most important. But... I, I do want to touch on motocross because I think that's still pretty relevant, too. I remember, like, going through this list last night and seeing motocross, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was one. And, like, that's a that's still a fucking thing. So I, I mean, that. I'm sure that wasn't the what Disney was getting at in fucking 2001, but yeah. it's it works. Still, it works. That, I watched it recently because I haven't seen that movie in I mean, God, 15, 20 years, you know, not 20 because it was 19 years old. But, you know, watch it. They would play them a bunch when they were relevant, recent, <laughs> not relevant, you know, new. Yeah. And I watched it. And first, the first thing that came to mind was I'm not like a race, like a, a dirt bike guy. I never have been. But sure. a lot of my friends I hung out with where I was wearing skate T-shirts, they were wearing like Fox and stuff. 
Oh, sure. So it's just that kind of fashion. Again, that's, I mean, in 2001 with the ha- spiked hair and the baggy pants and the... Dick, like Fox dick racing dick. t-shirts go in with that. That's what I dress like. So I was laughing at that. Different television companies, but uh, this is all the rocket power generation. Yeah, Shout out absolutely. rocket. We'll do a Nickelodeon episode, I'm sure. But, but with that movie, it was pretty crazy because, you know, it's this whole thing of like, the guy, the dad doesn't want her racing because she's a girl, and then the you know she's trying to just she she literally doesn't even want any credit because she's trying to be her brother. Like she's not even trying to get credit. She's just like I'm good and I love this, and just because I'm a girl, I shouldn't do. It. And it's just like damn, like that's so relevant still. Absolutely, and she had to um, full on like cut her hair, dress like a dude, to get somewhere in this sport, and that's still incredibly real. Yeah, dude, and like. Also, uh, one thing I wanted to say, dating dating this movie a bit, I thought it was another, this is another movie where Disney used in sync. Oh, yeah? Well, they didn't use the music that I know of, but they, like, there was a plot point where she's freaking out because she got fifth row at the in sync concert, like her tickets. I would be so fucking psyched to have fifth row in sync tickets. And, and then she gives them to the guy that she likes who thinks... He thinks she's the brother, and he's trying to get this girl to like him. So she's like, well, I like this guy, so I'm going to give him these tickets to try to win the girl. And then it's, like, funny. Like, he's like, oh, thank you so much. He's like, how was it? He's like, well, you know, the concert was lame, but date was cool. And I'm just like, bro, don't try to cool guy in sync. Dude, never, ever try to cool guy in sync. Ever. I don't give a fuck who you are. In sync is the dopest. Do you remember, it kind of goes hand in hand with DCOMs. Do you remember like Disney Channel concerts? Oh yeah, they totally go. So this will tie into Smart House. They played the concert on there. They absolutely played. Like that scene where they're all dancing at the party before the chicks come. It was was a scene from the... Was it Five? It was, yeah, Slam Dunk the Funk by Five. Because Five did the, the Disney concert with Bewitched. But Bewitched is in that movie too, so they used both. They play the Bewitched video for his sister to wake her up. True. Man, and shout out 90s pop all day. Oh, yeah. That shit was banging. Um, I had that five CD growing up. For real? That's so I sick. Did. I did. It's um, it's not like it's honestly like, I mean, I haven't listened to the whole thing in years, but like I don't remember it being great. I've only listened to like the hits since then. Sure. But like it, they're an English band, so it's kind of it's fun. But uh, five, and then Bewitched had the one that was like their one hit, like "Say La Vie." Is it "Hey Boy Sitting five in Your Tree"? Yeah, they're like, I, and you know, okay. So first of all, that's a really well-written pop song. Yeah, that song fucking so slaps hard. But when they get to the bridge and they're doing like a river dance, it's so cheesy. The fucking day, they're Irish as hell. No, but it's just like they did that because they're Irish. Like whoever wrote that. Yeah, if you were in an Irish girl group and they're like, "Hey, river dance to the bridge," you'd be like, "All right." I mean, fair enough. Um, so, can I tie something into this? Sure. So, so the main character in uh, Smart House, he is the main character in Luck of the Irish. <laughs> sure is. And I can't remember his name. Fact ass Steve. Like, I want to say it's like Sean Merriman, but I think it's wrong. Yeah, totally wrong. Also, I would. Uh, there's no way that the lead from a decom is not named Kyle Johnson. I feel like they all are. Every guy who drives a truck is named Kyle Johnson. True. Oh, that's what I was saying. Oh, okay, I was right about the. Yeah, what's, what's his character's name? Kyle Johnson. 
Yeah, but I said the the actor is Ryan Merriman. I was right. Oh, oh I said Sh- I said Sean Merriman or something. Whatever, same shit. So, anyways, so he's in Lucky the Irish, and Lucky the Irish they have like the River Dance Lord or whatever, the Lord of the Dance. Absolutely. And that's the guy who plays Detective Lasseter in Psych. <laughs> it fucking is. Holy shit! Yeah, have you ever seen Psych? <laughs> yeah, that's Psych crazy. Is, like, one of the sickest shows ever. So I thought I always thought that was funny. Um. I think I prefer Smart House to Luck of the Irish, but they're both pretty solid. I prefer Smart House all day. What else is on this list? Um, Phantom of the Megaplex is on here. Mom's got a date with a fucking vampire. Oh, uh, that's uh, um, that's Eric one... Matthews. Is it? Yeah, Wolfordell. No, he's that's that's uh, no, date with the president's daughter. That's I got a date with the president's daughter. You're fucking right. But Mom's got a date with a vampire is one of Sabrina the Teenage Witch's aunts. Yo, sick! I can't. It's uh, Aunt Hilda, I think. Yeah, That's Aunt tight. Hilda, I forget her name. The they're it's Aunt Hilda or Aunt Zelda. It's one of the two. Fifty-fifty chance. Um, <laughs> Back uh, there, Steve. Find out which aunt it is. No, it's it's Hilda. I know for a fact because this is also the same year the Jet Jackson movie aired. Sky Point. Oh, huge Sky Point. Big Sky Point. Hey, real quick, which was the movie with the weather machine? Uh. uh uh, something about the greatest Christmas present or something. Is it that one? Yeah. Okay. Cause I was like, I, I, I knew it was a thing and it was Disney. I didn't know the name. It's, uh, ultimate, ultimate Christmas present. And yep. okay. Brenda yeah. Songs, Brenda song. Shout out. We're closing Absolutely. down schools and businesses for one inch of snow. Dude. Isn't that sh- okay. So just to like, if you're listening to our podcast and you live in like where we live, you, you'll probably appreciate this too. I think it's nuts when I have friends and they'll post online that the friends that live like more south of us where they're like, oh, we got one or two inches of snow and like work's shut down. I'm like, oh, I got one to two inches of snow and I had to go to work early. Like I've gotten fucking I've worked days where it's like the coldest day of the year in 100 years. I've worked in blizzards like I've gone to school and all kind of shit. It's just like. It's just like I don't love. I'm not proud of that. Like that sucks. But I just think it's crazy how like if it's like you're in Nashville, Tennessee, and they get like an inch of snow, it's like oh fuck, we're not going to work. I was a bike messenger during the polar vortex of 2012. <laughs> of course you were. No, I also made like four hundred dollars that day. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not I'm not like doubting so you. But I'm just saying I'm just saying like 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 that's your luck, or it's like well like. I'm going to be a bike. No, because I remember and... like it was on the news and like, oh, don't leave your house tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And then like the ne- like, I called work that night. And I'm like, yo, are we working tomorrow? Like a fucking course you are. And I'm like, oh, Rare. all right. And I, I'm going to it was dope. I'm going to watch. Oh, OK. So we didn't bring up one of my favorites from 2000, which is Alley Cat Strike. And you referenced that on Twitter the other day. I did because you're talking about I'm sort of bowling league. And I'm like, oh, Alley Cat Strike. I, I really like bowling because. For someone like me, when, when, you know, like the whole ADHD thing, people have a hard time understanding. But when your brain moves like insanely fast, it's hard to find things to focus on. Sure. And uh, I think like bowling is something that helps me focus. But Word. also you can like just do it with a bunch of people and get hammered. Bowling's tight. So it's like, sorry if that was kind of deep, but it's like one of those things where like I actually really like it actually like calms me down. It's the only time where my brain's not moving like a thousand miles per hour. Sure. And plus you get to wear cool shirts. That you movie's absolutely sick, do. Though. That movie's cool. Like I actually really like that movie. They, uh, the, the, so the real quick, the thing about that movie, cause we talk a lot about actors. 
the guy that owns the bowling alley that's like the main character's dad sure he plays the second version of Lloyd Braun on Seinfeld. The one that's like where they're yelling Serenity now and they're selling the computers. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so like I was watching Alley Cat Strike like a few months ago on Disney Plus, And I like literally as soon as they show his dad, I was just like Serenity now. It's <laughs> <laughs> so tight. Um, and it's just funny because like when you're a kid, you like, I mean, I knew what Seinfeld was as a kid. It was the most popular show of all time. But like I didn't fucking, you know, I didn't get it. Sure. Um, so like, that's a cool one. I, I need to watch up, up and away soon. Is that, that's like the superhero one, right? Yeah, absolutely. I loved that one as a kid. I haven't seen it in years. Also, uh, another one from 2000 miracle in lane two shout out, um, Malcolm in the middle, Frankie Muniz. Is that the soapbox movie? Yeah. Where he like, can't walk. <laughs> it's crazy. It was Justin, yeah. Justin something. He like, they like, okay. So I really appreciate having like handicapped family members and stuff. Like I really appreciate when they do movies like that. Sure. Especially I'm sure for kids who have, you know, like special needs and things like that, especially physically, it's probably really cool to have something better to relate to than just oh, like, yeah. Oh, like the basketball star or the skateboarder or whatever. But like, it was weird because that was in the midst of the popularity of Malcolm in the middle. Right, it's kind of crazy that he had time for that even back then. Like, Frankie Muniz then was, like, a superstar. And so, yeah, so it's like, and he was doing, like, My Dog Skip, and then he did Big Fat Liar later. Yo, shout out My Dog Skip and Agent Cody Banks. Yeah, I saw a bunch of those in the theater. Like, he was very, very popular for, like, kid stuff. And I think he's a drummer in a band now. Oh, word. Um, You know who else is a drummer in a band? Speaking of Disney movies. Travis Barker? No, or you know who was in a band, I mean, was... uh, uh, Blank check that you played with. Yeah, he was in the fucking Ataris. <laughs> and and you shout out Mr. McIntosh. I shouted out. I dedicated the song to Mr. McIntosh, and then I asked him if Henry drove their tour van. And like he got he got blank check jokes all the time, and he was like not into it. But after I'm like, hey, does Henry drive your tour van? He's like, that's actually solid. No one's made that joke yet. I'm like, hey, dope. But, like, I watched Blank Check recently because that was one of my favorites as a kid. Like, I had the VHS and shit. Oh, absolutely. And I was just, like, of all Disney movies, with all the magic and all the fantasy, I'm like, this is the biggest load of bullshit that would never happen. That motherfucker bought a castle for, like, but, what, like, like a buck fifty? Like, yeah, <laughs> come on. But, my, but I like the movie ten times more as an adult because um, the guy, what the fuck is his name? The guy that writes him the check. Mr. McIntosh. No, like, but the real guy, like, oh, the, ex- well, well, the bad guy. What's his name? He plays Albert in Twin Peaks. Sky Point Miguel yeah, he's dead now. Sky Point Miguel Ferrer. He did. But the bad guy from Blank Check is dead. Yeah. Oh. Like two years ago, so so in ninety, in like ninety ninety one, he's in Twin Peaks, like the first two seasons, which is like one of my favorite shows of all time. And then, and he's like a to- he's like a uh, FBI agent who is like a doctor, like he does autopsies and shit. And he's a total dick to everybody. It's awesome, like in a cool <laughs> way. And then he came back in 2017, 25 years later for season three, and then he filmed it, and then he died. It sucks. That does suck. But I watched it, and him being like a prick is like typecast. It's great. And then there's Juice. Shout out Juice. Tone Loke. I fucking love Juice. So sick. You know who else is dead? Huh? Ralph Brinker. I know it sucks. That's like the skyest of sky points. Because <laughs> I remember I found that out like not long ago. 
it was, I think, during, like, quarantine, I saw that, and I texted you, I'm like, yo, Ralph Brinker's dead, holy yeah, shit, what do we do? Like fucking 4.45 or 5 in the morning, and Larry's texting me, and if I hear my phone and I'm asleep, I'm gonna check it, and if you're somebody who, if you say something important or you're one of my close friends, I'm gonna answer you. And fucking, of course, it's Larry. I'm like, I gotta answer him. He's like, yo, Ralph Brinker died. And at first, they're like, when so you say somebody dies and you wake up out of a sleep for that, you're like, oh my God, what? And then I'm like, I put two and two together. I'm like, yo, that sucks, but you woke me up for this? <laughs> like, Yeah, I woke you up for that. Fucking Ralph Brinker died 10 years I, ago. It's okay. I texted you <laughs> at like three in the morning last night about this podcast. And I was like, he's asleep, but like, I'll, he'll probably check it when he wakes up. I absolutely did. I just did that because if I didn't text you, I would have forgot. And I was sitting there making Helix Tones. Sure, because when you're when you're doing anything creative and you're in your own like and you're in your room and it it, it doesn't matter if it's four in the morning it's like ten o'clock all the time. It's always ten o'clock no matter what. But uh, skating is what you do, not who you are. Yeah. F- Jesus fuck! I don't want to have to do this again, but I have to pee. I gotta pee too. Hey, what kind of a grandma do you think I'd be if I didn't bring you presents? <laughs> all right, I'm done peeing. Sorry, I pee. A lot because I have diabetes and I drink too much alcohol. That's all right. I had to get another beer because sometimes we record these early. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Where'd Larry go? You there? Yeah, I don't know what happened. That was weird. Okay, so sometimes we record these early, so we're drinking caffeine, and now we're like it's like 10 o'clock, uh, 9.52, so we're all drinking. No, I, went to pu- I went to push my pod back in my ear, and I think oh. I hit the right spot to hang up. Okay, so the only thing I don't like about AirPods is like if you take it out or hit it the wrong way, it like starts butt dialing people. Yeah. Um, I like fell asleep listening to like some it was like a relaxing water playlist or something. Word. I had like a really bad headache and I put some music on. It was like two in the morning, I couldn't sleep. And I put this shit on with my AirPods and I put like some I have Voltaren for my neck and my shoulder that the doctor gave me because I'm old and I'm in pain. And uh, I put I put this shit on my like neck where like my headache was, and I put this playlist on. It was like a it was like a four hour video on YouTube of like just like beach waves. Word, that's actually super tight. Because I was like, I need something like I can't fall asleep when it's just like dead quiet. And I like woke up, and my AirPod fell out of my ear. And this is like at six in the morning, so like three four hours later. And I picked up my AirPod and I started butt dialing somebody I haven't talked to in like eight years. That's actually kind of sick. I'm super stoked that that's never happened to me. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, like, this dude's probably, like, like, it's somebody that, like, I'm cool with that I talk to, like, once a year, maybe, like, to, like, work on his guitar or something. Sure. Or, like, yo, like, your band's sick. Thanks. But, like, I'm <laughs> fucking, like, why are you calling me at 6 in the morning? I'm not, motherfucker. My Air- my Apple AirPods are. <laughs> but they're awesome. Like, I used to, like, talk shit on people. Like, I'd go to Target and see people with AirPods in. I'm like, you have your AirPods in a Target. You're fucking lame. But then I got AirPods, and I'm like, oh, I fucking get it. And I, if I leave the house I, without my AirPods, I'm like, oh, where are my pods? Oh, really, fuck. I don't really wear them in public unless, I, like, when I would I, – I haven't been going to the gym. I've just been working out at home because of, of COVID. But I just took them to the gym. But – you know, or work or whatever, but you know what I love is this is gonna sound super lame. If I'm cleaning or like doing the dishes or some shit, there's no cable and I can set my phone or or I can charge my phone. 
It's great. I love them. And I and I either put on like a two hour podcast or I listen to like eight records in a row because I'm nuts. I do that. So though. yeah, just a little rant on AirPods. You hear that? This is AirPods ASMR. <laughs> Bro, that would fucking annoy the shit out of me. I want Brink ASMR. Did you really throw a vanilla shake in Val's face? Actually, it was chocolate. It was cool. And it was so it sweet. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to have fucking nightmares listening to this podcast. They're gonna be, I don't give a fuck. That was the tightest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> See, this is, but this is what me and Larry would do at work. Like, um, and, and do you remember when you were gonna take all the Nirvana songs and make them into like praise and worship songs? <laughs> Dude, yeah, they're they're. I made like a Nirvana Christian, um, because I was talking about like, all right, here's my thing. Like, I don't care. Look, just to get this out of the way, I don't care what religion you are or what faith or lack thereof. Like, you do your thing, do what's best for you. I'm not gonna tell you what to do, but as far as music goes. If you're going to do religious music and the most common kind is Christian, like you don't ever hear people talk about like Islam or, or Jewish bands or whatever. The Christian bands are mostly really bad, except for like some of the metal ones. Like there's really cool me- Christian metal. There's a lot of good Christian punk rock and emo. But, but but I was always like, yo, like the ones that sing really clearly are kind of lame. So I was like, I'm just going to take Nirvana songs and turn them into like uh christian so like you know he's the one he's the one for one begotten son you know like i forget what i wrote but it was it was tight it, was, it wasn't bl- it was like uh, the whole song i think josh was pissing his pants because like the the one talent i have i'm not i'm, I'm an okay songwriter but i'm really good at doing like the weird al things yo shout out weird al we need to do an episode about weird al i love weird al we absolutely should I we saw- should probably get back on topic but Go, keep going for sure minute. um well i mean we covered them all and we were trying to like save room for brink even though we kind of low-key never stopped talking about brink it, it's okay this one will just be called like dcoms we you know christian like weird al and fucking airpods i don't know <laughs> i feel like we're entertaining enough because if, if you don't like what we're talking about you'll at least laugh at how stupid we are and then and then probably feel bad that steve's here no, fact ass Steve is fucking getting shit done. I guess fact ass Steve kind of kicks ass. It's like I bet you a lot of shows with just two dudes wish they had a fact ass Steve. Well, and if you don't know any of us, like Larry and I are, you know, we're different people, but we're very similar. Like we're like we're kind of like way out there. Yeah. And every and and people, you know, we have a lot of friends, but everybody loves Steve because he's just kind of like that the fucking chillest dude ever. He really, but he's he also, like actually is the chillest dude I but, think I know. But it, it's because he has a filter, so he knows to only talk when he's either gonna say something smart or something hilarious. So that's people just know that he's smart and hilarious. We and could we learn so from much. that and like maybe try to develop filters, but also fuck that, bro. Like if I had a filter, if I had a filter, I would, I would never talk. I, I, yeah that's the thing it's like I've, either way um going back to the fucking decom shit though i think that it's really fucking awesome that disney plus is a thing absolutely because i mean because all the decoms are on there and so is a bunch of other tight shit okay it sucks that you have to fucking pay like if you want to you have to pay for like hulu netflix the nbc one all these different streaming services, sure. but but I'm really appreciative of the Disney Plus one in particular because here's the deal. 
I own every season of Seinfeld on DVD. I own all these movies that I love. Like if shit gets taken down, whatever. I have like means. I think Steve has like every epi- you know every Office season or most of them. But you never are able to watch these movies. True. So like, it's before like, Disney Plus, we could not watch a single decom unless you watch like a YouTube rip, and it fucking sucked. And don't get me wrong, like I've been, I grew up on Disney movies. Like the, you know, we kind of are the prime age where we grew up in all the the prime animated '90s shit was coming out. Absolutely. Or late '80s, early '90s. So like you know, Lion King and like fucking all that shit, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, whatever. All that, like the best shit. The classics. But then it's like, you can get those. Yeah, those are way more obtainable. Like, pre-Disney Plus, you could watch Beauty and the Beast way easier than you could watch fucking Phantom at the Megaplex. (laughs) (laughs) And and Phantom at the Megaplex is way better. Uh, The first night we got Disney Plus. No, it is. uh, We watched Brink and The Other Me, which I haven't seen since 2000. Three, ish, something. Yeah, at somewhere. the latest. I mean, I'm I'm going through the list now. I fell off for like right before the pop star era of like like the Demi Lovato type shit. Yeah. So okay, what's weird to me, not to cut you off, Steve, but you'll probably agree with me. So I am a lot of people in my age group, like a girl I graduated high school with the other day, was posting about High School Musical. Shout out Zac Efron. I've never seen High School Musical. I had never had. And us, the first High School Musical was a decom. That's what I'm saying. They all I'm, technically are, except for, I think, the third one. I'm not, yeah, fact ass Steve. I'm not dissing High School Musical. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm too good for it. It's just, at the age, I think I was probably, like, around 12 when that was popular, something like that. Sure. I was full, like, yo, all I care about is Viva La Band. Shout out him. And yeah, absolutely. And like, it's not like a fucking badge of honor or something. I'm just saying they're that like era. I I just kind of stopped watching Disney Channel because it was just like, oh well, it's not that I was like fuck this. I just was into other stuff. Sure. Doesn't Mikey have a him tattoo? He might. He has an Avenged Sevenfold tattoo and a Famous Stars and Straps tattoo, so probably. Mikey has a lot of tattoos, and like, I don't really like fucking be like yo show me your tattoos but like i just know he has a lot i'm i'm pretty sure he has a him tattoo him's cool though him is not cool though him is fucking lame (laughs) i think him's tight i uh i think fucking him i i mean i like almost every like here's the thing there's like five bands that i hate and they're all bands everybody i know loves the number one band that i hate the most is aerosmith (laughs) <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that me and steve were talking about how growing up we were really into guitar hero when it first came out and then we got guitar hero aerosmith and i was like why do we buy this this sucks i fucking hate aerosmith god i hate um, aerosmith i feel like because the first episode we started with the fact that i don't give a fuck about led zeppelin and shit yeah. but like i'm gonna stand the fuck by that because fuck all that i don't give a shit about it I get how significant it is, but I don't fucking care. And Aerosmith is fucking lame. So you got to understand for me, like, my perspective on music is not always, like, if I like their songs or not. Like, like a lot of times I'm just interested in bands. I know that sounds weird. No, I get that. 
But like for the like example, like I'm really interested in the history of the Beatles. Sure, because it's interesting shit. There's some Beatles songs that I really like, but they're really weird ones. And I get that, like the Beatles more or less invented modern music. But I just no, don't. Right, but, I just don't give a shit about their songs. But but like I have all these friends who are like, "Fuck the Beatles, fuck ACDC, fuck Led Zeppelin." I'm like, "That's fine," but like ACDC is one of those other bands that I fucking hate. See, like I like all that shit, but not like I don't. But when I tell people I like it, they're like, "Oh, you like actively go out of your way to listen to it." I'm like, "No," but like if an ACDC song comes on, I don't get pissed off. But the one band from like the '70s and '80s that I don't get into that everybody loves is Queen. I feel that. I mean, uh, Queen's tight because, like, they sound just like a a gay freight train from hell. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that on paper, that's fucking sick. And when you no, imagine but, that, okay, you probably think of Queen. Here's the thing about Queen. I respect the hell out of everybody in the band, Freddie Mercury especially, but also Brian May. I, feel that. I think I think that they sound good, and I get they're important. It's just like when I listen to their like, I just don't want to put them on. How most that. people how most people don't want to listen to the bands that I like. Like if a Queen song comes on, I feel like it takes an hour to get through it. When an ACDC song Fair. comes on, it's like oh, this is three minutes of a three chord song. It's gonna go verse chorus riff verse chorus solo chorus, and it's a drinking song. You just described Blink-182. Right, but that's what ACDC is, just with solos. True. So when people hate on ACDC, I'm like, that's fine, but like, it's not the end of the world. It's a couple minutes of power chords and screaming, and they fucking, it's whatever. Mm. But like, I think the thing that, and this just turned into a music podcast again, but I think the thing that happens with like, you know queen and all these other bands if you love them that's great it's just like i don't have the attention span for it. it's more of a mental thing for me it's, that's, that's pro- the same reason i can't listen to like prog because i'm i'm too dumb yeah. well that's probably why i um don't like my chem that much as i you know a lot of people hate the like people get mad at me for saying that i'm not a my chem fan i've seen my chem live like i'm not like saying that out of just like, like I've, I've listened to i've owned the record i've purchased the records i've seen them live i tried but they are not to me. They're not like an emo band. They're a Queen influenced pop rock band. The Black Parade sounds like a Queen album. Yeah, like I have the Black Parade on CD. Like I bought, I tried, you know. But it's it's like Queen, and and to me, if you love it, that's great. Like good for you. I'm not like dissing you. It just, it's I don't have the attention span for it. It's not interesting to me. It seems like it takes forever. No, I absolutely understand that. What about uh? Did- I'm sorry, I needed to make this joke, but what about Steven Tyler's just giant mouth? <laughs> it's too big. <laughs> it's bigger than mine. No, dude, Steven Tyler is all mouth. And his he's lips. like a he's like a skinny old woman and he's all mouth. <laughs> hey, fair also, play. Like that's, uh, he probably gets all his resonance that way, but like he absolutely does. You brought up Aerosmith and I'm just like, yo, so, Steven Tyler just has a huge So you know what Aerosmith makes me think of just since we're now just talking about music or whatever? Son-in-law? <laughs> no, it makes me... You know the song that they had in Armageddon? Of course. So, like, when I was in the eighth grade, my middle school, we had these dances, like, once a month or whatever. And it, you paid, like, $3 and people... It was, like, a middle school dance, but everyone went in their jeans and stuff. Like, it wasn't, like, a dance, like, at high school. Yeah, because it was a middle school dance, so it was, like, not shit. But, yeah, yeah I understand this. 
and, and, and that's when you played the fucking Aerosmith Armageddon song. That song was it, written for middle school but, dances. But it feels like they played it five times in an hour. They probably did. He's like, this is the only slow song we're gonna play, and it's just like it makes me think of being in middle school and being like, at that age where there's like five couples who are like dating, who are like, we're gonna go have a slow dance, and everyone else is just like, yo, play the grind song. <laughs> grind like the movie grind? No, no, fuck that. Like fucking like. What do you mean, fuck that? Fucking grind is sick, and Blindside is in it. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean like, not like that, but I mean like you know like, well you were okay, you're older than me, so I guess it's different, but like. I was in the eighth grade in two thousand six. Oh, oh, so, that's so the year playing, I graduated high school. <laughs> yeah, so they're playing. So think about like the rap music that was popular then. That was the year that uh, Fact Ass Steve was born. Well, okay, yes. I I was in I was in fifth grade. Um, in two thousand six, two thousand. So I I started my freshman year in the fall of two thousand seven. Okay. So you're five years older than me, right? I was born in eighty seven. Yeah, five years and one month. Your birthday is a week before mine, 87, right. and I'm a week after 92. Okay. Also, like, before we – like because we probably should, like, get back to DCOMs. <laughs> We've been talking yeah, about – Yeah, we Aerosmith. got way off topic. Uh, uh, if anyone, like, doesn't know us personally and gets bummed out that I refer to Queen as a gay freight train from hell, and like, hey, that's not offensive. Uh, I'm gay, so um, – <laughs> So I can say it. You can say no, it. I don't want to say that I can say that, but, like – also, I can fuck you. Like, you know, I can I just go on record saying this? Like, Larry, we've been friends for like I don't know, like two, two years. Two years. I've heard you call more stuff gay than like anybody else. Yep. And but that- like, I have other like friends that are gay or like people who I know that are gay, and they just don't say it. Like, they don't say stuff is gay. No, but sh- some shit is fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, is- like Fabio. That's fucking gay. <laughs> I think my like, cover photo on Facebook is the picture of when Fabio did that face first collision with a goose on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just Fabio covered in blood and feathers. <laughs> See, like the thing is though, is like whenever people describe something as gay, like like how you, when you do, not like people being like that shit's gay and like being ignorant. Well, yeah, because well, we also grew up in the nineties, and that's just. How no, we right, raised. right. But when you say that stuff, usually stuff that usually in 2020, if something is like considered gay, it's usually really sick. <laughs> <laughs> like as much as I don't like, no, because like, like when I say Fabio is gay, you think like, oh, ripped dude, long hair, leather pants. Yeah, that's fucking sick. <laughs> Yo, but Fabio's in Step by Step, so it's like respect. <laughs> Anything that's considered gay, you're is usually pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's tight. I mean, like, um. I think, I don't know, like, people, <laughs> no, but seriously, like, you laugh, but people, people, like, we grew up in a time period where people would use, not just that, but, like, all kind of fucking shit you, sh- you just, that in, in weird and terrible context, but it's funny, like, when you're saying something like that, because I know the context you're using. Oh, sure. And I'm just like, yeah, but that's tight. Sure. Like, my, like, I have a, my uncle's gay. Sure. And I remember, like. This is gonna kind of get off track, but like he was talking about how great Britney Spears is live. Yeah, that's a gay fucking thing to say. And like he said something, and then he said like he's like, yeah, it's super gay, but like I like it's it's great. And I was just like, he said that, and I was just like, those his words, you know, not mine. Sure, but I mean, also that's a thing you can say because a, a grown man being, oh man, Britney Spears is sick. That's fucking. That's a gay thing to say. 
but I like Britney Spears. That's gay. That's fine. Um, I f- You're probably going to have to edit a bunch of this out. <laughs> Why? We haven't said anything to bum anybody out. No, but we're like at an hour 20. So? Um, okay. All the or written descriptions it. give people fair warning. Like, hey, we go off the rails because we're idiots, so fuck it. So I, the- I'm not doing if anyone who listens to yeah, this... Yeah, Steve, Steve, you should be fucking on Webster's Dictionary looking up what's actually considered gay. <laughs> I was going to no, try to if, use if, the year uh, 2006 people, to segue with anyone on this tangent. If people listen to this show who know who we are, it's expected. And if people who listen to this show who don't know who we are, listen to the next one and it will be expected. The only thing that I wish I could say without offending people, but it's just because you'd have to get the reference... You know, you know the forty uh, year old virgin. Like, if you know you you're gay if you listen to Coldplay reference. Yeah, I wish we could do a shirt where it's like, you know, you're gay if you listen to Stolaway. <laughs> I'm wearing a Stolaway shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, I just think that Stolaway is like one of those bands where it's like, that's the type of shit where people I went to high school with who are like bigots who like are like you know white trash would be like, oh, like that's gay, and it's like cause it's screaming, and we like fucking you know. Five finger death punch, but that's as heavy as we'll get. And I'd be like, "Well, that's like my way of making fun of idiots." You guys can absolutely print that shirt. <laughs> well, just because, like, to me, it's like I'm not like I don't know. I feel like Stolaway tries our very best to be allies to every community that's you know people of color, LGBT, whatever it is. Like, we're not. I mean, the only people who aren't welcome at our shows are racists. Word. So it's like, we're like, yo, like, we're not gonna, we, we try not to be pieces of trash the best we can. That's something I pride And in that on. regard, y'all are really, really good dudes. And in every regard, y'all are good dudes. That's why I like well, your band so much. We appreciate that. But I just mean, like, I think that's an important thing is just, like, trying to learn and relate the best you can, you know? This will, it, it also make it sound not biased. Like, the first time we ever played with you. And I watched y'all, like, because I didn't really know y'all personally. Like, we chatted here and there a little bit, but, like, I wasn't friends with you guys. Sure. And I watched your set, and I was like, yo, they're heavy, and they got catchy riffs. I love Uh, this band. I think, like, I got to a certain point in playing shows where it was like, if a band's good, you just kind of know. Yeah. And so, like, that was what I felt with you guys and with a lot of other bands. And a lot of my friends are in those bands, and people think, oh, well, yeah, you think they're good because it's your friends. It's like, well, it's kind of opposite. I thought they were good, and I became friends with them because I wanted to be friends with them. Sure. Like, I wasn't like, yo, I didn't know anybody in Get By. Word. Chris, like, bought a hat from us. You and I did a shirt trade. We did. I still have that shirt. My shirt, my my get by shirt is like destroyed because I wear it so much. There's a typo on that shirt. <laughs> we there's a typo st- on this shirt. There's a typo on that shirt. Shout well, out our bands having typos on our fucking shirts. <laughs> it's funny. To, be, to clarify, I did not design any stolaway merch with typos on them. If there's a stolaway shirt that doesn't have Helvetica or a rip, Steve did not design it. <laughs> I didn't do any of our rips. Since we're kind of on, like, music stuff towards the end of this, I'll just say the Stolaway shirt you're wearing, it's not that it's, like, a crazy typo. It's just a repeating pattern, and the sure. designer didn't copy and paste. Sure. Also, it so, looks like a Seven Angel Seven Plague shirt. Which, that's what we wanted, so great. Um, but the <laughs> other the other shirt that has a typo, 
so one of our EPs, which you you can't find our EPs on Spotify because they're all on a compilation. So that a compilation we have is three EPs. With the flower? Yeah. But if you go on our Bandcamp, you can find it in the three different EP thing. And uh, the one is called Significance and Suffering, which is a lyric and casualty. Sure. And the guy spelled significance wrong. Ooh, rough. And he put significance, like with a G. Uh-huh, significance and suffering. So and we supering. just took like a pen we to, took the a sharpie. Serif, to like the serif on the G and just cut it off. Oh, word. But the, the thing is, when he sent me, like, the PDF and shit, like, you, it was so small, you couldn't, like, he sent me, actually, this is my fault, I didn't open the PDF, I he sent me the, like, how, like, the demo of it or whatever. Like, like a proof? Picture. Yeah, like, well, it wasn't even, like, a proof, it was just, like, the picture, it was, like, the, the picture you'd post on your fucking Instagram. Sure. And it was so small, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, that's good, my mistake. I get the shirts in the mail after ordering them. There's only 25 of that first one. So they're all fucked up. So if you have one of the first 25 of those, you have one with Sharpie on it. And if you have, and those are on all style, if you have a Gildan one, which is like the next 50 or however many, then you have a corrected one. Because Steve fixed it. Good to know. But that guy, like, he did our first two, or our first four shirt designs in our, like, EP layout and our compilation layout. And then, like, he disappeared word so okay so let's talk about decoms for a minute yeah so you're probably gonna have to edit all that out uh, we're not editing anything out this is what this show is um we talked about all the good ones and we never really stopped talking about brink but we need to talk solidly about brink for a minute okay um it's perfect the cast is Banging front to back super hard. That makes it sound like the cast is fucking constantly. That's not what I mean. No, because Peter's a Christian singer now. Oh, yo, you remember that? (laughs) Yeah, Larry. So, okay. So if you guys, (laughs) let me just tell this story because this is relevant. So, so, um, in Brink, Peter is like one of his two guy friends. He's got the the, the bio 540 guy. You know him. Yeah. And he's got the silver helmet and like the short hair. And one day, Larry texts me, and I don't remember what I was doing. I was, like, at the store or something. I was, like, out in public because before quarantine and all that. And he's just like, yo, Peter is, like, a priest now. And I'm like, what? Or whatever you said. You said something. And I open it, and it's, like, a band camp, and it's the dude from Brink, and he's, like, a Christian artist, like, a really cheesy, like, like Christian not... contemporary pop music, like, some David like, Crowder band type shit. Like, the shit that you write when you, like, like you play it, like you write it to play at church. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. And I'm just like, I'm not like, oh, that's lame or whatever. But it's just like not what I was expecting to get in a text of like, yo, the dude who couldn't fucking go bio on a 540 is just like, you know, praising the Lord on a Yamaha six string from from soul skating <laughs> to soul singing. <laughs> what'd you what'd you say, Steve? From soul skating to soul singing. Absolutely. Save our soul skaters. Save our soul skaters. It's funny, like Billy Corgan said one time, he was because he's very like into into, you know not like traditional religion, but just like believing in God and Christ and everything. And he, he goes, you know, I would tell like some lady was like, What would you tell Christian bands? And he was like, Write better songs. 
<laughs> no, it's like honestly, fucking respect. Sure. Um, but yeah, Peter. Uh, so shout out Peter. Shout out Peter. I forget his real name. That's a fact ass Steve thing. What's uh, Peter's real name? Also, I th- I feel like I'm He's gonna playing end- RuneScape. Don't listen to him. I'm gonna end RuneScape. this episode with one of, uh, like the chorus of one of Peter's songs. <laughs> uh, Patrick Levis. Shout out Patrick Levis. Keep it's like on. look look before you leap, and it'll just be like religious version. Says he is also in a band <laughs> called Least of These. Least of these. Yes. Least of you these know, nuts. Uh, um, Got him. Yo, can I just say real quick that, like, I think that Disney was trying to write, like, they are trying to preach good morals in the writing of, like, soul skaters, we skate for fun. But, like, honestly, that team kicked ass. They should have just been taking the sponsorships and stuff. No, but, like, on the other side of that where it's like, oh, yo, I skate and I get paid. I'm like, yo, um, that's fucking tight. Like, okay, if I was in... If I was in their situation and, like, I could either skate with my friends for free or I could do the same thing with some other dudes and, like, get paid for it, I'm going to get paid for it. Yeah, and here's the thing. Here's the way that I'm going to, like, phrase it just to put it in my own perspective in a way both of you guys will probably understand and appreciate. So, in that movie, Brink is, what, like, around 16? Yeah, high school. Because his dad still picked him up from school. Yeah, that's when he got Destiny Beef. Yeah, so he's like 16-ish, right? Mm-hmm. So think about, I don't know about you guys. Steve wasn't maybe in a band yet, but I was in bands at 16. Sure, me too. Imagine being like, like a really good band for high school. Sure. And some label, even a smallish label, being like, hey, like we're going to like take care of you and get you some press and stuff. And be like, nah, we play for fun. Right. Like, that's what was so weird that he was so torn up. It's like, oh, I'm not a soul skater. And I'm getting paid to skate. This is like, I'm selling out. It's like, dude, fucking sell out. Like, hey, shit wrong well, with selling out. Could have also been uh, the people he was associating with. Like, no, sure, because Val was like a the, fucking son that, of a bitch. Like a stone cold son of a bitch. And the antagonists. That like, makes sense. But what I'm saying is like. His team was in all the same competitions. True. So, I mean, he is skating against his friends, and I get that, and it's shitty. So, I'm not saying that they should like, why don't his, why aren't his friends, like, understanding of that? Well, my point is basically, like, from the beginning, if him and his friends are that good, maybe they're not on Team Exploits, or they don't want to be involved, but they might be able to reach out to some companies and be like, hey, you know, like... Can we get some gear? Like we're gonna win, like win a competition. Sure, but also to... Team Exploits rules, and everybody knows that. That's <laughs> fucking. That aren't you, Beach? So like, I mean, you can reach out to other companies and start some other team to try to compete with Team Exploits, but they're they're not fucking Team Exploits. Like Jimmy pulled in what? Like he sold twenty million dollars in merchandise this year. That's or some bonkers ass unreasonable number. What's in the bag, Nanya? Nanya. Yeah, and, like, fucking, you're not going to get a Nunya bag if you're not on X-Blades. <laughs> Can I just say um, publicly on the podcast while this episode, if you're still listening, by the way, thank you. Yeah, also, if, if you made it this far, fucking respect. You are some tight shit, and I want to buy you a beer. Yeah, uh, if you did make it this far, remind us, and Larry and I will both buy you a beer. So, well, like, fucking... We'll just, like, cash app you or something, because we're not going out. 
Yeah. But um, fucking, I texted Larry last night or this morning. I don't remember if it was today or yesterday. And we were talking about how Val was <laughs> Xander in uh, Witch Mountain. And I hey, was I'm like, Xander, yo. Was <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yo, X-Blades, Xander. It's Team Xander. It makes oh, sense because Xander starts with an X and X-Blades starts with an X. And Xander was an asshole in both movies. And it all is fucking, it all lines up. It, it's like some meta type shit. It's super meta. And Escape to the pit. <laughs> yo, fucking vacate. What is it? Fucking hit it or vacate. Hit it or vacate. That's the fucking sickest. She's like, um, the pit. Also, is like, can we talk about how the Black Power Ranger was in that movie? Tried to yeah, play Walter Jones. School. Okay, so he was I'm trying a- to play a high school kid, but he was like twenty six. <laughs> yeah. So Walter, I'm a huge Power Rangers fan. For anybody who doesn't know that, Larry knows that, right? You know yeah, that. I do. I do know that. So Walter Jones is really unique because he's a pro, um, like a professional salsa dancer fucking like hard world competition shit but um he has six fingers on each hand what like he's one of the, he has one of those weird deformations where he has an extra finger yeah but in break he had one leg so right but if you watch power rangers um like original power rangers when they're morphing and he's holding his morpher he has extra fingers i'm looking this up tonight yeah walter his name's walter emmanuel jones i would never notice that that's I mean, fucking you crazy. You don't notice it, but it's just like a fact. And then he talks about it. He goes to Power Morphicon and all this shit. He's still very active in that community. Speaking of... He's, uh, he's the first, like, black American superhero ever. Mr. T? I mean, as far as, like, superhero... Well, Mr. Hero, was Mr. T a superhero? No, he's on the A-team. They're like... Yeah, it's more like... It's all kind realism. of. Well, not realistic, but you know what I mean. Like, not like comic like, book. first comic book-esque... It's Tokusatsu, so it's not comic book. But oh, this Anyways. episode is also like an hour and like forty minutes, so we should probably wrap this. Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it uh, by with the fact that Peter founded the Christian Progressive Folk Band. Least of these. Does that just mean like he is like on the acoustic guitar singing about the Lord and ripping? Whatever you sent Mill uh, about him being a Christian singer, it's technically Christian Progressive Folk. That's literally the best thing you could end this with. You fucking nailed it. That's why if we ever run merch, it's going to be a picture of Steve that says Fact Ass Steve. Well, this is a little bit of a longer episode, but you guys got to listen to Fact Ass Steve. Fact Ass Steve's going to be fucking around all the time. And this is like, this is a pretty solid representation of what we're going to do. Yeah, that's true. I think we'll get better, but I just think it's funny because if the like four or five people that listen to this are our friends, they're probably just like, "Well, this is like being in the car with any of them." Yeah, and I'm very okay with it. I had a good ass time. This is no, this is like how we we're basically just recording us hanging out. Um, so before we go, I just want to say that I'm about to go drink three more beers and like do some more tone matching. But do you guys have anything else closing thoughts on decoms? None yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Because of that, no, no one can say anything else because he fucking nailed it. All right. Well, um, just all I'm gonna say because Steve killed it is thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Also, um, <coughs> this is a long shot, but if you're listening to this, go go in the comments and if you can type out the the spell that 
the little girl from Halloween Town said to turn the lock into a frog. <laughs> I'll buy you a couple drinks. Also, if you are listening to this, um, stay tuned because when we set up a Patreon, you can join Patreon and listen to me and Larry live broadcast the, us the watching fucking, Airborne. Patreon exclusive content. Just us watching Disney be movies. So stupid. Like <laughs> stupider than the last two hours you already listened to. It's gonna be so tight. <laughs> Bro, when when I don't have to wear a mask out in public and shit's normal in like twenty thirty, I'm gonna show up I'm gonna show up to 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 where you work where I used to work. I hope and... I don't fucking work there in twenty thirty. <laughs> yeah, you probably won't. But like I'm gonna show up there and I'm gonna start <laughs> I'm going to start casting the spells from Halloween Town on everybody, and I'm just going to cast spells and leave. And then someone's going to follow you out and be like, oh, you brought the bad thing. <laughs> Dude, shout out Halloween Town. The Cromwells, the Cromwells are the, like the realist. Well, I don't know. If Mom you were, kinda... I wanna, I'll end on with this question. If you were going to hypothetically join a decom family, would you want to join the Brinkers or the Cromwells? Yeah, if you listen to this all the way, just uh, comment on any of our social media, like what your favorite decom is, especially if we didn't mention it. And we'll True, cover there's it probably next. a few we did mention, but we and also we'll cover we went as fucking deep as bullshit horse sense, so like we did some shit. <laughs> and we just started talking about stuff that's considered gay. And ACDC, which also... <laughs> Super gay. That his little ass shorts and shit. That's gay. Yo, I'm gonna be that for Halloween. Hank is young. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna be Calabar. Cause my, cause my hair will be like Angus Young, where it's kind of long. <laughs> Dude, get like a perm. Like it'd be so sick. Jeez. And Mill just took off his hat. And he looks like the the kid from fucking Ellie Can't Strike. <laughs> it's like I look like Gun- no. It's more like it's because if you look at the length, it's more Gunther from uh. Paper Brigade. Oh, true. Where he's trying to get the it, concert tickets so to take the, the hot shit. Shout out the, the old date. guy from Paper Brigade who dumped the goose shit on everybody. That's like a really unchill thing to do to the neighborhood kids. I really want to do an exclusive on the Paper Brigade. I would do that. That's a great movie. Uh, um, I'm, I'm probably going to watch it tomorrow because okay, I got the day off. So cl- the last thing we're going to say because we got st- we got to close this out. doesn't have to be a decom. Um, fucking random sick Disney movie off the top of your head. Any Disney movie? Yeah, mine, because I got mine that I just watched. This is going to, I can get really deep onto this because I'm going to say Peter Pan. Okay, word. I watched Peter Pan recently too, and that one's sick, but I'm going to go King, Kid in King Arthur's Court. Okay, yo, okay, we're doing this kind of thing? Yeah. Word. That movie's fucking hard. So sick. He had that Kate, portable CD player that had a laser that shot yeah. out. Yeah, and Kate Winslet's <laughs> in that fucking movie like a year before Titanic. <laughs> That's dude. That's the kid from fucking Rookie of the Year and American Pie. Yeah. Also, shout out Rookie of the Year, Funky Butt Lovin. <laughs> Speak things that are gay, Funky Butt Lovin. The, the gayest thing mentioned on this episode is Funky Butt Lovin. Is the and is we the, talked about Freddie Mercury. No, but the 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 gayest thing is the uh, the manager on that baseball team that says that. True. Although mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't you know, make the that joke. The guy that says Funky Butt Lovin is the doctor. You're right, but I was thinking of that manager who keeps calling Rowan Gartner the wrong name, but I shouldn't make Garden that Hoser joke. and shit? Yeah, but I shouldn't make that joke, because then it sounds like kind of pedophile-ish, and that's weird. Well, yeah, he when he was in the, like, Major Leagues, and he was, like, 10. 
I mean, fucking, that's like the prequel to Like Mike. <coughs> Shout out Bow Wow. All right, Steve, you, you close us out because me and Larry Steve, say something up. real tight because we won't stop. All right, well, uh, I couldn't think of a cool Disney movie, uh, like an obscure one, but I'll say Aristocats and uh, Lilo and Stitch because of Jumba. <laughs> shout out. Shout All out, right. Shout out Jumba. And uh, this podcast is sponsored by Nanya. All right, well, thanks for listening. <laughs> and uh, we got a really sick episode next week. We do. We're going to have a friend on and talking about so, uh, something. You'll see. So uh, we have some really cool guests coming up, and it'll be our first of our guests. Because Steve isn't a guest. He's a permanent dude. He just wasn't in the pilot because he wasn't cast yet. But uh, we got some fucking cool shit coming up. So thanks for watching, but don't dip out yet because we got more cool shit coming. Fact that, Steve, for life. All right. Peace. Peace, y'all.